Welcome to Life in Full Expression with me, your host, Beth Wolf. In this show, we will explore, elevate, expand, and learn how to live your best life. Have you ever wondered what it feels like to live your life in full expression or create an expansive vision for your future? Get ready to be energized to fully express yourself. Discover your heart's clarity for dynamic direction and life decisions and develop your unique capabilities so you are delivering your ever-increasing capacities into your world. Join me, Beth Wolf, and unleash the limitless capabilities of your soul, experiencing amazement, collaboration, fun, and purpose. Life in full expression starts now. Welcome you amazing souls. I'm so excited that you are here for yourself, helping yourself explore, elevate, and expand. I get to be your host, Beth Wolf, and today we're going to be talking about transformation. Um, and I'm going to come from a topic about making peace within ourselves. And as I was just listening to the intro and getting ready for this show, I, it just downloaded to me that that was one of the things that Napoleon Hill found as he researched very wealthy people in the world many eons ago, that one of the things that the most wealthy people sought after and had in their lives was peace of mind. So we're going to be talking about that as far as really discovering what are the first stages of real transformation and what it has to do with making peace with yourself, within yourself. And then also learning to love even something that has or has been difficult in your life, um, almost like uh, something grotesque, which that's a little bit of a hint of what we're going to be talking about in a story today is that what if we could love all parts of ourselves, um, no matter the circumstances and conditions. And then what does it look like for us to actually move through some resistance that might be stopping us from transforming? Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about that today. So welcome to Life in Full Expression. In seven dimensions, we're going to tap into our emotional dimension today intellectual dimension and a little bit of the spiritual dimension but in essence you know transformation is going to hit all seven dimensions so i'm going to start today with really looking at um a story almost a story that is about um a king a knight and a woman and it's just amazing. My mentor shared this story with me and she got it from her mentor. But I want to set the stage in this episode of how you and I can work in harmony with our own transformation rather than fighting against it. Because you and I are working in harmony with the way really the laws of the universe are working all around us and with us we live on a planet that has all kinds of invisible laws within a solar system within a universe and um instead of asking the universe to be in harmony with how maybe our human mind that can be limited at times how it wants to create things today i want to open up a little peek of how we can work with the universe and the law of harmony it's something that I shared when I was on Close Up TV uh, last year in Connecticut that there is a difference between having balance and harmony. And sometimes balance can be a lot of energy 
So I'm not a real big fan of work-life balance. What if we could create a rhythm and harmony, just like the very earth that we live in, the solar system that we're in. Um, I like that a little bit better. So I want to tell you a story now that sets the stage for some of you. And maybe you've heard this story before, but I also learned from not only my own earthly experience, but some of my mentors that um, the Buddhists talk about having a beginner's mind. It's something that I give to my college students in, in one of the courses that I teach that when they're looking at their core values and discovering what really matters to them, what if they could start with a beginner's mind? Because sometimes we've been taught things that we're like, oh, I don't, even, I don't even like that or it doesn't serve me, but it's just come into your awareness and your culture from the family and the environment that you've been in. So great stories are told many, many times because every time we hear the story, we, you and I, have actually evolved since the last time we've heard it. And I heard this story um, the first time about eight years ago. And so here we go. A little story time with Beth today. Um, so coming out here, um, there was um, really, I want to start here. I want to get this really right for us all. Um, there was a story about a knight named Gawain, and he was sent on a mission to try to answer the question. And the question was this, what do women want? That was the question. Now, of course, you and I might laugh at that because that's probably a question maybe men and women have tried to answer for centuries, right? So sometimes it's a question women have wanted to answer for centuries as well as, you know, what do women really want? Well, this, this knight, Sir Gawain, he would search and search and search and ask one person after another. He got very strange answers. Some of them sort of were, you know, simple, like everyone wants to have. And this was back in, you know, night medieval time. So everyone, woman wants carriages in the garage and a big castle to live in. And women want dot, 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 dot. And it would go on and on and on. But he knew that none of these were the right answer. He absolutely knew that he had not found the right answer. And finally, it was the day before the year was really up with Sir Gawain. And he had, he really, what had happened um, prior to this is his, he's a protector of the king of the kingdom. And the king had been out in the forest with the knight and they got really um, accosted by a troll. And this troll put a, basically a sword to the king's throat and told him that, you know, I'm going to kill you if you don't tell me um, what women want. And so the, the, the troll basically says, if you can find out what it is within a year, then not only will the knight's uh, life be saved, but so will the king's. And so Sir Gawain is searching this entire year and is desperate to find this answer. And finally, it was the day before the year was up, and Sir Gawain was absolutely desperate. He had, hunt, he had hunted everywhere. He had asked everyone he knew. And then the idea came to him that he should go back to the dark forest where he had met the troll. And maybe there in the dark forest, he would meet someone 
who might have the answer. And as he went into the dark forest, he came to a woman and he came up upon this woman who was the most grotesque creature he'd ever met. She had old clothing with food that had been on her cheeks for weeks and weeks and weeks, if not years. And her skin was full of pock marks, and she had a big wart on her chin with this big long hair coming out of it. I mean, can you just, you're starting to imagine what this visual is. And she had matted hair and old food smashed on her face and dried. He had the most, she had the most grotesque look on her face. I mean, whoa. So with respect, he went up to her and said, Madame, I have been searching the kingdom to find someone who could answer a question. And she said, oh, I bet I know the question. And she says, it's what do women want? And he goes, he said, yeah, how did you know that? And she said, because it's my brother who has put a spell out. And that's the one he keeps asking that question. He tries to kill people. He's always doing things like that. You'll never find the answer because I am the only one in the kingdom who knows the answer to that question. And Gawain said, Madame, please, please tell me, tell me, I need the answer to that question. So she said, hmm, all right, I'll tell you the answer to that question, but only under one condition. And he said, any condition, any condition at all. She said, I want you to take me for your bride, but you can't marry me privately. You must take me in front of the entire country. The whole kingdom has to be invited. Tomorrow morning, there will be a wedding. And after you marry me, then I shall tell you the answer to your question. Well, immediately they set to the task of having the big wedding the next morning and everyone in the kingdom was invited and told they should come. So the next morning coming out of the castle in this grotesque creature that we described earlier in the story, her hair is still matted and she is not bothered to bathe either. While they have put her in a new gown, she still has the pockmarks and the grotesque look on her face and the big wart with the hair hanging off of it and all of this. And she comes down the aisle. Well, Sir Gawain repeats his vows and publicly he marries her. And they have a big feast afterwards. And here she is. She's taking the big, um, you know, just imagine this. She's sitting at the wedding table and she's taking a big leg off this turkey and the drumstick. And, and just knowing, seeing that this, all this grease drippings are coming down from her face and onto her clothing. And he's looking at this creature that he has married. And then she turns to him and she says, well, are you going to take me to the bedchamber? He said, yes, madame, I will keep my vow. You are the woman I have married and I will take you to the bedchamber. So they go to the private bedchamber and the door is closed. He goes and sits down to the bed next to her and she says, well, are you going to give me a kiss? And he turns to her and he summons everything that he has inside himself. And he gives her the most gentle, heartfelt kiss. And as he pulls back, he looks at her and she has transformed. She is no longer an ugly hag. Her face is smooth and beautiful. 
she is completely transformed into the most exquisite, radiant creature he has ever seen in his entire life. He is dumbstruck. He says, my God, what happened to you? She said, Sir Gawain, you have broken the spell. I have had a spell on me, and the spell is that I have looked like this awful creature, so no one would ever love me. But you know, you have given me the kiss of pure love, and it has, spoke, it has broken the spell. He said, oh my gosh. She said, but actually, it's only broken half of the spell. So now, half of the day, I must look like the grotesque creature, and half of the day, I get to look like my regular self. So, Sir Gawain, would you prefer that I look like my grotesque self at night when we are alone? Or would you prefer that I look like my grotesque self during the day when all of your friends see me? And then my beautiful self at night. What would you prefer? Well, Sir Gawain looks at her and he says, no, this is not my choice. This is your choice. What would you prefer? She goes, oh my gosh, you've completely broken the spell now, period. Now I can be my beautiful self all the time. Because here's the answer to your question. In the end, what women want is sovereignty. All of the spell was broken, of course. The king was saved, and that's the end of the story. He has the beautiful woman the whole time. All right, guys. Let's unpack this story. We started with the beginner's mind and we're unpacking this story. So as we go to unpacking it, there's a lot of symbolism and metaphors with this. So let's go to a quick commercial break. And when I come back, I'm gonna unpack this story for you. And it is truly magnificent. And it has everything to do with transforming ourselves, making peace with ourselves, and I'm excited to unpack this story with you and for you. So stay tuned. I'll be right back after this short break. I'm Mark Fechner, and at the Business Mind Show, we focus on real people with real issues, and we tackle those issues in real time. I don't have the answers. I help you find the answers within you. Sometimes all that is needed is just a slight change in perception. To find out more about my coaching, go to markfechner.com. The Business Mind Show airs the second and fourth Tuesday of every month on transformationtalkradio.com. Not just talk, conversation for profound self-awareness. Stick with us. Your best life awaits on TransformationTalkRadio.com. When a caterpillar spins its cocoon, it undergoes a radical change. It lets go of the parts of its past that hold it back and reforms itself as an entirely new and beautiful creature. Are you in need of a similar rebirth? Dr. Tasselfaith is your priestess of metamorphosis, guiding you as you spin your cocoon and realize your greatest change. Metamorphosis. Lead with your magic. Trust the unseen. Experience quantum leaps. Live on TransformationTalkRadio.com every second and fourth Wednesday at 12 noon Eastern Time. 
Have you been on life's roller coaster trying to figure out what to do next? Then join Greta, Lee, Yvonne, and the Realm of Beings each Friday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Shake the dust off your wings and fly to the highest heights in your thoughts and actions. Express your greatness. Be a champion for yourself. And we'll see you there on Shifting Impressions Conversations with the Realm of Beings. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Beth, your host at Life in Full Expression. We're unpacking a really cool story about uh, a knight, a king, and a grotesque woman that has just been transformed. And we're going to unpack this story. So if you missed it, just, you know, rewind back and go go back and listen to that. So we're going to unpack a little bit about the meaning and the metaphors of this. And the ruler of the kingdom really is the life that can happen um, and is happening is really being threatened in this story. And there's a spell and the spell is really one of separation. And I want to invite us to look at what are some of the ways that we've actually separated ourselves from the greatness that is already in us that, you know, there's always, we're in this human experience, um, and exploring, elevating and expanding. Yet sometimes there's parts of it that we really don't like. We begin to hate. And then we begin to separate ourselves. So that's a little bit of the representation of the spell here. So Sir Gawain is the knight. And you and I have all these different parts of ourselves. We have the part of us that is the holy self, um, the self that comes in and takes the human incarnation. And it can completely rule the kingdom. But the life that really we have had has incarnated And the life that God or universe or spirit or energy has really been given to us, um, really having been studied the Bible a bit in my time, that God has actually given us dominion over our kingdom and which is called our life. I like to call it our life in full expression. So that divine, it's really a divine birthright for us, for you and I to have dominion over our life. But guess what? We wander into the forest and we wander into the human experience and we get under a spell. We get under a separation. And then we think that in order to break free from the spell or to get ourselves safe, we have to manage the things of the kingdom of the rather than discover who we are all along. I think that's one of the things that I've discovered so much in my life is I've been whole this entire life experience and i've just been discovering that and self-love has probably been one of the most extraordinary discoveries that i've had so far so sir gawain is doing his best to save the king so at times our ego does the very best it can do to try to manage our human experience so it runs around trying to solve things it tries to get things in place I don't know how many times I've heard so often from my clients, they're like, if I could just figure this out, I'm like, that is a merry-go-round thought that just is not going to serve us. What it tries to get the body just the right, you know, for example, we're trying to figure out how to 
it was funny, the producer, Colton, and I were just talking about getting in shape. You know, he's doing a little better job at it than I am right now. But getting our body the right shape or, you know, getting a 401k or just getting enough money or just getting enough approval or doing the things that seem important in the human experience. But ultimately, life ends up and things can get desperate. You may get a disease or like I call dis-ease. You could get a diagnosis. You could get a difficulty. Um, For example, me completing a 25-year marriage, some of the difficulties with my relationships with my daughters. And ultimately, it's the relationship with me that I'm here. And you get a dream or I get a dream and you don't know how to bring it about. So all of your human methods, I want to introduce to you, they may not be very sufficient and they aren't enough. See, it isn't whether or not Sir Gawain is a good knight. He is, and he does everything within his power that he knows of to try to find the answer, but the answer doesn't appear. He can't find the answer. So he decides to go to the inner depths, like he goes back to the dark forest. That's a scary place. Most of us don't want to go to. He would rather find the answer in the bright sunlight, but he is willing to go back into the forest for a discovery. And there he finds himself that it is difficult. He finds this grotesque woman. She says, I can give you the answer, but you have to marry me. And what this means is that there is a part of you and a part of me that is our least loved part. It's part of us that is more difficult for us to love, or perhaps you have done a lot of this. Maybe you've done a lot of transformational work. You're changing from one form to another. Um, And then it's really your most difficult part to love you're finding still. Well, I would just, I would like to just say to those of you who maybe are hearing this for the first time, You don't have to take this all in at once. This is just one episode. Um, But maybe every time you look in the mirror, I look in the mirror, there may be something you say to yourself that isn't completely kind. I mean, have heard, you know, is it safe to walk down the hallways of your mind? Sometimes it isn't. And sometimes it hasn't been for me. Or maybe there's something that you feel about your education that you would prefer. Um, to have or that you don't have or other people that they didn't know you didn't get enough of a certain part of your education or you didn't go to the right school. Um, All of those things. I don't know where it is in your life that you may tend to beat yourself up, not completely love yourself, but I know you've got it because you are in a human experience. And this is the story of transformation and the magic of transformation. And just thinking about the butterfly, you know, that is transformed from a caterpillar. Literally in the cocoon, everything is put into just goo. You end up being goo and, you know, just like a stem cell that can change into anything. So it's that Sir Gawain is willing to make public and to love publicly. And I'm not introducing to you and saying that you need to make take out an ad or you need to send out an email to everyone you know 
By public in this sense, it's no longer a hidden fact that there is a part of us that is more difficult to love than another. That's really the meaning of it going public. So in the story, Sir Gawain, he marries that part. He goes into the most intimate parts of the life and in essence kisses that part. And he makes friends with it. He forgives and embraces the grotesque thing. And some of you have had a very, might have had a very tough upbringing. Some of you have had somebody who left you or broke your heart. Somebody betrayed you or had, you had a certain expectation. I certainly, myself, I've shared some of my own human experiences. I've definitely experienced um, a deep, deep betrayal. So I don't know what it is, but it's the part of yourself and your life and maybe choices you've made that you wish you maybe hadn't done, but it's about honoring the learning and the gift of all parts of life. So in essence, one of the first stages of real transformation, taking one form to another, has to do with making peace with and learning to love yourself, something that maybe was difficult because it helped us to get where we are today. So it's not a bad thing. We wouldn't be who we are today without all of that. Absent in anything in your life or my life, you would not be right where you are today. And you would be different. I would be different. No matter how much Sir Gawain says, your ego says it shouldn't have happened. I should have maybe been smarter. You maybe should have been smarter. They should never have done that. Or whatever the story is that has happened in your human experience. Sir Gawain doesn't really bring healing to the entire kingdom and the experience of life until he is willing to really and authentically make love to it and love it, embrace and love the grotesque part of it. And, you know, I I can recall in part of my coaching endeavor that I can recall saying to one of my mentors that, you know, a certain level of um, clients I would never have unless I had a certain level of appearance. And oh my gosh, it was just me coming in and loving all of myself and getting to experience extraordinary clients that I did this very same thing in my life. I went in, made love, loved the parts of myself that I thought were grotesque. And so in that minute, he does, I did, the spell of that appearance is released And then she says, of course, because what all women want is sovereignty. I'm going to unpack that a little bit more. Let's take a little step further in regard to transformation. Everything that occurs takes form. Now, we are not talking about having an idea. This episode is about change in the form of your life, transformation. So pick one of the seven dimensions of life, of full expression, that you would literally love to be different, that you deeply desire to transform. Everything that is in form is based on a law called polarity. And in the law of polarity, there is a positive and negative charge, right? And everything attracts. Everything is attracted by the law of polarity. 
I want to introduce to you maybe something that you've heard of, maybe something that you haven't. So in this situation that we're talking about today, the female aspect is spirit and the male aspect is physical. So if you think about yourself as a literal cross, your vertical is your female energy, your spirit, and the horizontal is your male. If you put your arms straight out to your sides, you make a literal cross. And the vertical is your spirit. That's your feminine nature. It's your spirit. It doesn't matter whether you are a, in sex, a male sex or a female sex. Um, your horizontal is your masculine or your physical. It's the yang energy. It's that which expresses into time form that our human experience is having. And the intersection, as we look at it, of that is at our heart. So when you listen deeply and learn to embrace the message from your own heart, see the feminine wants sovereignty. That means this is the inside out universe. So often so many of my clients are trying to change their circumstances, conditions, and situations on the outside of themselves. And what they really truly want to experience is expressing their true sovereignty, their true nature out into the human experience. And then the circumstances and conditions change on the outside. So that which we are longing to be and do and experience and express is really truly from our eternal selves, our spirit. It's of your life itself seeking to lead you and grow you and experience and express through you and life itself. So when you and I resist that, that resistance causes all sorts of difficulty. I like to call them rattles or wobbles, or they can end up being disorders in your physical beingness. It can cause disease of one kind or of another. It can cause rattles in those seven dimensions of life and full expression. So I don't know how life is speaking to you right now, today, as you're listening to this episode, but I would say to you that one of the core keys to you being able and being able to stabilize the next octave, the next level of expression of your own true human experience and empowerment um, as a transformer, that really we can change from one form to another. This is your moment. The power that is required to take you to the new octave is, is really not compatible with us not liking ourselves and self-loathing and thinking that there's parts of us that are grotesque. It's not compatible with when you, in essence, beat yourself up. And so our wall, really our role, our part is just in short in this episode is to really kind of think about where could you go into the forest? Would you be willing to go into a place and say, perhaps either in your history or the way you might look at something or how people have said something to you, where am I still hanging on to something that when I get close to it, okay? When I get close to it, I just think it's ugly. Some kind of experience that you've had or something that you're thinking about yourself. When I get close to it, I just think it's gross. It's ugly. I don't like it. 
when I get close to it, um, whatever the version of the grotesque woman is in the story, because then as you begin to say, you know what, this actually holds the key for me. See, the grotesque woman in the forest had the answer. She had the answer that Sir Gawain was looking for. She had the peace that actually brought transformation and his highest heart's desire. Because at the end of the story is that Sir Gawain had supported the king his whole life, but Gawain had always wanted his own experience. So think about that for a minute. Are we supporting things so much outside of ourselves and other people that we're really not truly supporting our own human experience? And I think about how, how could we really do that? I've been reading a book by Lynn Twist called The Committed Life. And I'm beginning to have unveiled even in my own life that that may be the very pull for all of us is that we are committed to something that is incredibly larger than ourselves. And it draws this greatness out of us, this, this sovereignty, the spirit that is in us, and we can put it into our human experience. And so back to Sir Gawain, he had wanted his own princess, you know, and so you and I, so do you and I, we want that experience as well, whatever version it is, whether it is, you know, an extraordinary career, an amazing relationship, or, you know, like Colton and I are doing right now, you know, we're getting fit. We're taking, cutting off weight and uh, becoming super trim, taut, and terrific is one phrase I use for myself. Um, that's what transformation is. It's calling you and I as much as you, you know, life seeking itself to really express from us out into the human experience and a, a key to this empowerment for you and I it to move to a new octave, a new spiral of our becoming is for you and I to discover and then embrace a part of ourselves this week, perhaps this month in the month of love that up until now you'd had the pattern of thinking that actually was disempowered. And use this story as a method by which you remind yourself and actually this part of you actually holds a key to you being free to choose what you would really love to create and express in the world. So any way you can find out how to reframe and rethink. Um, I use this often with clients that um, have body image issues and I'm like, what part of your body do you not like that you think's grotesque? Because we're going to go in there and we're going to love it. And I work with that client on that. Um, I have one client that is not only working with me, but working with a health coach at the same time. And he's working on the outside. I'm working on the inside. And um, this woman has released over 100 pounds. She is rocking it. But there's one thing that's really cool about her. is She goes, I've lost weight before. But this time I know it will never come back because now she is healing from the inside out. It's just really extraordinary watching her. So know that you are loved. Everything that has ever happened to you, everything that has ever been done, everything that maybe didn't happen, all of your human journey is like one hair of the entirety a grain of sand on the beach entirety. And so I want you to just know 
that bring that love to yourself, to all those places you think are unlovable. And so I love one mentor says, she's like, just give yourself a big hug. So I invite you to do that right now. We're going to take a short break and come back with a, a little bit more about what does it look like for us to move through this kind of resistance? Because, you know, it's easy to talk about it in one episode, but maybe if you could give me some tips, Beth, that would be really super. So I'm going to leave you with a couple questions um, and we're going to go to a short break. Do you feel some resistance in different areas of your life, of the seven dimensions? And have you even noticed some resistance? We could even be actually unaware of it. And if you ever tried to move through resistance by just shoving it down, ignoring it, or just trying to get rid of it, we're going to talk about that too. So take a short break. We're going to be right back. And I'm going to give you a little bit of tips on what does it look like and feel like to move through this resistance and for you to have a great life of sovereignty. All right, we'll be right back after this break. Stuck in a roundabout of dysfunction? Learn how to speak your truth to power with host Dr. Kathy Obear. Create real change with smart tools and smart strategies. No frills, no fluff, just life-changing conversations to help get you where you want to be. Extend your reach and become an agent for real change with Kathy Obear. For more information on Kathy and her work, please visit drkathyobear.com. That's drkathyobear.com. Have you lost sight of who you truly are? Thought leader Linda Lamp is here to help. She illuminates the divine within and walks you through the walls of illusion that hide the truth about your true nature. With her help, you can realize your true self, become a force for good, and create heaven on earth. The Internal Divinity Show, uplifting and illuminating the divine in your life. Second Tuesday of every month at 4 p.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Have you lost sight of who you truly are? Thought leader Linda Lamp is here to help. She illuminates the divine within and walks you through the walls of illusion that hide the truth about your true nature. With her help, you can realize your true self, become a force for good, and create heaven on earth. The Internal Divinity Show, uplifting and illuminating the divine in your life. Second Tuesday of every month at 4 p.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Welcome back, everybody. We're talking today in the episode on life and full expression is about making peace uh, with yourself, within yourself. And in this segment, I wanted to give you a little bit of tips on what it looks like and feels like to move through resistance. And none, probably one of the best places to start is even to notice that you are resisting because that is almost like, a, you know, a wake up with that. So one of my mentors um, was having a conversation with somebody that is really a featured global speaker and, and is on the world stage. And this particular person was sharing with my mentor that it really doesn't matter what stage we get to, no matter how we are, whether you know this person's selling millions of books, whatever measure of success, no matter how healthy your body is, on and on and on, okay? 
we are always on an edge of becoming in this human experience. As I explained, you know, we've got the the divine energy coming into us in the vertical plane. And then on the horizontal, we're having our human experience. So we're always in a state of developing and calling up more, exploring, elevating, expanding, which I love. And I wanted to just give you a little sneak preview that there's a gravitational field, okay? A pull for each one of us. It's, it's a gravitational pull of, um, I'd like to introduce to it a little bit of like feeling like a disorder. Um, and in physics, they call this entropy, that when you are in a state of entropy, you're in a state of disorder. And I don't know about you, but in my human experience, sometimes I'm pulled to, you know, this disorder. Um, even as Colton and I are talking about revving up our, our physical fitness, if we, we, if we didn't pay attention to it, we would be pulled into a disorder of disease. And so if we feel a pull from order to disorder in our lives, it's kind of full, you know, we're going to experience this on a daily aspect of being in this human experience. But what it does do is it actually creates an opportunity for you and I to have some kind of evolutionary pull to a greater possibility of order. So actually having the opposites in these, this pull of um, this law of polarity, it actually serves us. So it's if, as if we feel a contraction that we truly do not want to express in our lives, like a cluttered room. I don't know about you, but sometimes I just do not put my clothes away. And there was some laying on the floor for, I think, you know, almost a whole week. And I'm like, I am cleaning that up today. You know, there was just that, that pulled into disorder. And I noticed that I would really love to express some order on the floor of my bedroom. But um, just coming back to that, that that's the experience that we're going to have in this human experience. And it's not bad. Um, so it might be like a decreased fitness or not exercising, not taking good in, in nutrition, or you might have some impulsivity and spending financially rather than staying within the means of your current income, stuff like that. So if we're honest, every one of us feels these pulls, right? All of us show up in different areas of our life of what these pulls of disorder, entropy show up. And some of us, it shows up more maybe in one dimension of life and full expression than others. And we may have less resistance in one dimension or another. And so there's a pull for all of us to have this greater freedom of flow in that area or areas, but we may have more resistance in, for example, like I was sharing with my one client about managing her health and the shape of her physicality. Where others, I have another client that's on the East Coast and she's got, she's got that dialed in. She doesn't struggle with her physical disorder at all. It's always in order, but then she has other areas. So we really, we are always having in this pull of polarity, um, it doesn't matter what, it just matters that you and, act, you and I actually begin to notice this and where we're having resistance to actual transformation. 
That's the first step. Notice what you're noticing because it's a clue. And here's the second step. It's not going to serve you to beat yourself up when you find that you have some resistance. It never is. Remember, we're coming from that story. It's best that we just love that, that we marry it in the sense that we're going to come in and love that part of our human experience. And so we're in a physical world and we're having a physical human um, more than we're more than just this physical beingness. Like I've explained so far, there is a spiritual component to us and we are a spiritual being having this experience. And I want us to invite us that to identify ourselves more than just this human experience and be able to call in an authority. Um, and I use that word as like an energy, an empowerment that comes from being who we really are, which is spirit and energy. And so we start to recognize that something, we're resisting something in our lives and that it's an invitation. There's an invitation for us to transform. It's an invitation, go into the dark forest and, and, and check this out. And just like us, here's an example. If we were both taking a math class and we we're taking an, on a chapter on geometry, there would be a certain kind of curriculum that we would be training in and we would learn in order for us to learn geometry. And I can remember taking geometry as a sophomore in, um, in high school. Did not take that seriously. It was. It, it really is. Geometry is super cool, and of course, the power of geometry is that it's the study of all kinds of shapes and how they work, and mathematically, really, our whole universe is geometrically balanced. So you and I are in this curriculum as well. And we're in this period of life learning to be more conscious of maybe what we're resisting and that we're also a co-creator or you could call it a conscious transformer. And you and I get to look at a part of life with compassion, but also with honesty about if you and I could transform one of the seven dimensions of life in full expression or maybe more, what transformation would you call in right now? I just invite yourself to begin to get a picture or discern a picture of what you would like, what it would look like, what it would feel like for your, let's, let's look at your emotional dimension transformed. I can recall that as I grew up as a young girl, some of the habits that I was taught that were passed down to my parents was a lot of volatility was in my family. And I know I always longed that if I could just be calm, but I kept saying, you know, if you could just extinguish my anger. And if I had known about this law of polarity, and if I had known about imaging, that if I could have held the image that I am this calm person, it probably would have happened a lot sooner. Well, now it is in my life, but I had to really continue to hold the image that I am calm, I am discerning, and that I was a responding person and not a reacting person. So I invite you really after this podcast, take some time in your day today and write down what is this picture? What would you image? What would you feel like? What would it look like 
if one of your dimensions of life and full expression was really fully being you loved all parts of it, even the grotesque part of it, but that it was in a state of transformation. And I would like to invite you to really call in a little higher power, more than just um, grit and working hard. I would like you to call in this higher power to make something happen that is beyond just the human working hard methods. If you know exactly how to transform on your own, I would say that it's just a worthy goal, but it's not what you really are calling forth. Because what we're really calling forth in this human experience is transformation, discovery, developing and delivering that life in full expression. And this form is about you and I putting ourselves in harmony and alignment with parts of us that is truly divine and parts of us that have that divineness that is really kind of coming into us like a chalice, like our human bodies are a chalice. And that divineness is coming in and then it's going out through our hearts into a fully committed life. I love that. A quote that one of my mentors shared with me by Henry David Thoreau said, if one advances confidently in the direction of their dream and endeavors to live the life they are imagining, one passes an invisible boundary. Perhaps you've heard that quote before. Well, my mentor, Mary, was sitting there reading this quote over and over again as she was in the very place where Henry David Thoreau was. And she found that it was a key to her life, that if she advanced confidently, even in the absence of evidence, she would continue to go in the direction of her dream. She would endeavor to live the life she was imagining, that she would pass an invisible boundary. And I know my mentor really helped me do that as well in my life. As I completed the 25-year marriage, really kind of repeated a, a, another poor relationship after that, that I kept imagining a life that I would love living and kept advancing for that life. Um, because when I left my marriage um, and completed that, I was generating about $8,000 a year. And um, had no friends. Um, it pretty much our circle when I was married had come to nothing. Um, so felt very alone, felt destitute, um, didn't have a full-time job. So I didn't even have, I couldn't even rent a place, even though I could have played, I could have paid the full year's rent. You know, people, if you don't have a full-time job and working on a regular basis, they don't want to rent to you. So in the midst of, all of that circumstances, conditions, and situations, I put to work this key component of Henry David Thoreau, and I kept advancing confidently. And, you know, within three years, I had several sources of income. And within three years, I was able to rent my own apartment, um, my own house that I'm in now. And now I can say that even advancing in the relationship category, I just have an amazing partner that I'm with now as well. And it was 
it was endeavoring. It was not always simple, easy. It was difficult. There was tears that came. But I started to notice where I was having resistance. And so where might you be having resistance in your life in full expression? You know, what's not being expressed fully is really a begin question. So this resistance that I experienced, and probably you are as well if you're human, this pull toward things that they that perhaps have been or used to be, the feeling of resistance that would lead us to say, I'm not sure I can do this, or I want to do this, but I get confused. Now, I felt a lot of that at times. It was it was an awareness that was starting to come in. And all, all of that, if one advances, if you and I advance confidently, the, just the best that you are being in that moment, that resistance is an invisible boundary. That's how you move through it, is you advance confidently. And confidently, if you break up that word, it's with fidelity. So it's almost with integrity. Stay in integrity with yourself. Stay in integrity with your true heart, with your core values. Advance from that. And you're going to move through that invisible boundary. It's really um, made of mind stuff, um, my mentor would say, which is thinking and feeling. It's made out of what your thoughts and your emotions are, but we can't move through the resistance by trying to get rid of the resistance. It's almost like an introduction for us to actually use resistance for really um, almost imagine just being pulled. Like your dream is on the other side of that invisible boundary. And like Lynn Twist says that when you have a life of commitment, it will just pull you through all kinds of circumstances and conditions. Not meaning that it's dragging you through them, but you're just going to move through them. They're not going to shake and rattle you for a long time. They're actually shaping you. So we move through the resistance by aligning with the picture and the feeling of what you want to bring into your life. What we would love to express in our lives love to express. The more you align and the more you are in harmony with the picture you are holding of the life you would love to express or an aspect of that life, the more potent it is, the more powerful it is. So I invite you to come from that heart within you. I'm so excited that you joined us in this episode today. Remember that powerful questions are going to bring powerful answers to your life in full expression. And I look forward to being with you next Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on Transformational Talk Radio. Until then, you guys have a great week and go out there and love every part of yourself. I'll see you next week. Take care. Bye-bye. Thanks for tuning in to Life in Full Expression with me, Beth Wolf. Tune in each Monday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Be your most elevated self and pursue a path of fulfillment, clarity, expansion, fun, and live in your best life. If you would like to discover the seven dimensions of your life blueprint of expression, to fully express yourself, reveal your heart's clarity for dynamic direction, 
and activate your unique capability, visit BethWolf.com. That's Beth, W-O-L-F-E.com.